Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Art Fisher podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the critically acclaimed television show Succession. Just recently finished here. We're recording this in June of 2023. And uh, yeah, almost July, actually. And just finished up so we're pretty excited for this um we both recently finished watching it obviously um yeah we don't want to get too bogged down in the details with each episode um but what a show and uh it's it's nice to see shows that are good um still coming out hbo still has it obviously Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess if you haven't seen the show, um, you can keep listening and and ruin it or go watch it and then come back to this. But basically the show opens with, uh, Logan Roy, who is played by Brian Cox and it is, uh, his 80th birthday. And, uh, we basically meet the whole cast of characters, um, within succession. So he has... Um, technically four children, but three are kind of like the main, uh, the main children, right? You have Roman, Shiv, and, um, why am I blanking on the, the last, the last name? Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. Roman, for some reason, I just associated with Kendall. Kendall, Roman, and Shiv. And then he has another, uh son connor as well the estranged eldest who uh, is a brother from another mother yeah he's somewhat hapless um and is treated as such throughout the show well we should also before we dive into it say like what kind of show this is um because this show is definitely not for everyone. It is a comedy, but it is definitely like a black comedy or like a tragic, tragic comedy. I don't like the show. Everyone is an asshole in it. Everyone's yeah. mean. They're bad people. Yep. Common, common things. Uh, common things you would hear from people about the show, which is fine if it's not for you. Um, yeah, some people probably think it's boring um it's kind of like always sunny but if instead of fighting over who has to kill the rats it's uh who gets to run fox news yes i was i was gonna make a uh, a thread to always sunny i'm glad you did yeah um obviously it's shot very differently there's extensive use of shaky cam and close-ups um like the camera is unreliable yeah yeah um which can make it hard to watch if the only thing you like is when there's an unmoving tripod stuck shot right at the actors and everything is clean lines a la you just watch netflix um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah the the first episode they're celebrating logan's 80th birthday they go to um like a house outside of new york city 
Um, is it is it on Long Island? I, I can't remember. It's not important. Yeah, it's, there's already more details. But then he has a stroke. Um, and that's that kind of sets up the rest of this season as well as the show, um, calling into question Logan's health. And so obviously since he is then hospitalized, um, the children are, are trying to to vie for one another's um, favor to see who will basically take on the mantle of CEO from there. <clears throat> yeah, so the only major things that happen other than Logan having the stroke is that he fires the COO, Frank, who is a recurring character throughout the show. Yeah, why does he fire him? Because he wants to. Got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this, this episode, uh, directed by Adam McKay, kind of sets the stage for how every episode is going to be shot. Like, from a direction standpoint, it seems like pretty much every episode after this one follows the same visual style um, to a T. Absolutely. It's and also it, written by... Go ahead. I was going to say, it can be a bit jarring um, getting used to getting used to that, that style. Yeah, I mean, people like Shaky Cam films and things people like that cloverfield lots of lot of just this for for a good long time not enough of that yeah if you don't like that then i suppose don't watch this show but um you're, you're gonna say written by jesse armstrong yeah, so he's the creator of the show. Uh, he's a British guy. Um, he was a longtime writer and uh, co-creator of Peep Show, which is a really funny British comedy, um, kind of about nothing. But yeah, this the show is fairly different for him in terms of him being like the main guy in charge and being sort of the head writer. Um, but his style of humor is present throughout the rest of the show, too. Like, the second episode title is called Shit Show at the Fuck Factory. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that a lot of these characters talk. So there's a lot of linguistic consistency with how they speak. Um, Kendall, specifically, is always trying to talk directly to a specific person. He changes his language, so he'll either be really weird corporate jargon or he'll try to speak hip lingo which rarely works um there's it's, that episode where he does the the rap l to the og yeah he the the actor who plays him is uh is is very good at what he's doing uh which makes you like extremely cringed uh he brings on the cringe consistently and everyone around him is kind of, kind of gets that he's insecure um, and also 
to varying degrees does respect him uh but then also his his cringiness really throws them for a loop at times um, yeah that's that is the main conflict in the show is the fact that Shiv and Kendall and Roman all think they should or can run this humongous company and everyone else uh, is just confused as to why they're even considered for the job um, because everyone else is just like a ruthless corporate bureaucrat or a ruthless lawyer that has you know scraped and clawed their way up these uh corporate ladders into the boardroom uh surrounding logan and has a lot more experience than just like spawned from daddy roy right right but the then we kind of see that throughout the show the only reason that these siblings all believe this is because logan just has scrambled their brains like eggs since birth that they want his attention and want to run the company but never can get either yeah so he'll give them just enough leash where they feel like they're free and they can roam around uh and then he pulls pulls back pretty aggressively um and then they come in and are baying and asking for his forgiveness and approval constantly specifically um roman for the most part is is the the big the big one with uh father issues and need for approval but he can't really seem to grasp that in a lot of ways and then kendall also has those well they all have father issues obviously but uh Kendall's response to that is to usually try to stab his dad in the back or kneecap him. Um, and then Logan ultimately is just like, you can't beat me. I'm too big and powerful because I'm daddy and, and you're not. So stop you trying. you a killer. You're not a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know how much more of the first season we, we want to talk about here well, we um, have mentioned greg or much about tom so that's greg is the most important character things. of the show yeah I greg is shown to be like just a hapless idiot who is a cousin to the three siblings um and he's kind of the audience stand-in because for a lot of the first couple of seasons he is a bumbling idiot but the second episode is critical because it shows that he is willing and able to play weird corporate mind games with everybody else. Yeah, he's definitely aware enough to look out for his own interest while still like meaning well and trying to help other people around him. But then he like is is like quickly learning that all of these people are sharks and will like set him on fire if need be. Uh, yeah, I really like the inclusion of the character Greg. Uh, and from an audience perspective, if there is a hapless character that is introduced and then it's just kind of slowly shown that they are going to be important, like you should realize that they are going to be very critical to either being a linchpin or like a fake out to the end of the show. Um, 
that's just something to file in your in your brains for later but from a storytelling perspective there's like not really any other reason uh for that for like his inclusion other than to have him kind of like set the plot going at times or steer it haplessly or uh i mean the the best evidence for that is when he basically keeps the documents or he makes copies of the documents uh in order to basically blackmail them for for his inclusion in in the company to have right so that's the show like the the whole point of the birthday thing wasn't a birthday it was because logan wants to get his kids together so that he can basically remove them from the company Mm -hmm. he wants them to sign their shares away so he can buy them out but then because of his stroke he can't convince them all and then they ultimately kind of decide not to do it while they're waiting in the hospital and part of the reason for that is that greg forgets to bring the changes the changed papers so greg is the one that sets off this chain of events where they ultimately can't uh just immediately sell out their uh, their portions. So then, like, episode two, Kendall takes over as the CEO and finds out that there's, like, a huge $3 billion debt. Through shares, yeah. Um, Tom manipulates Shiv by proposing to her at the hospital because Tom is a tricksy, sneaky fellow um, and basically just takes advantage of her being in a emotionally low state so that she'll say yes, which she does. She doesn't say yes initially, but yeah. Yeah, eventually she does. It's it's extremely cringy. Um, yeah, from there, there's a, a few episodes that bounce around in terms of what's happening. Like Kendall has to figure out a way to pay off this debt. And he goes to his friend and asks him for money. And his friend kind of is like, you shouldn't trust me, but I'll give you the money. And Greg, like, because Greg is just everywhere at all times, discovers that the source of the money is not to be trusted at all. Um, because it's coming through a guy named Sandy, and Sandy hates Logan. So Sandy wants to slowly take over the company, if he can. Um, Shiv gets involved with... um, The political guy. Yeah, an ex who works for a senator named Gil, who's basically just Bernie Sanders. or stand in for Bernie. A lot of these characters and some of the events in the show seem pretty obviously based on real life. Like the whole family is sort of based off of the Murdochs um, and their control of like Foxconn. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan wakes up from the stroke. Uh, he's really pissed at Kendall for screwing things up by adding the money in. Uh, what's this fourth episode? Frank worms his way back in because Roman has been made the COO, but Roman is an idiot and doesn't know what he's doing. So Frank is rehired to like train him or like watch over him. 
Uh, Tom is given a huge promotion to be in charge of the parks division. But it turns out that the parks division is just like a ticking time bomb because they've been covering up like decades of sexual abuse. Oh, my God. Um, because of like all of these crazy events on cruise lines. Um, and they also hint that maybe there were some murders as well that were covered up. There definitely were murders. Yeah. And this is where Greg uh, starts to creep his way into the picture because of because of his knowledge and because of his retention of this information. Um the next episode is where Kendall tries to basically oust his uh dad Logan. Um, that's episode six. Well, he's starting in episode five. He's starting to try to put that together. Um, and right. Awen, is that how you pronounce it? Ewan. Ewan. Yeah. E-W-A-N. Ewan, uh, at this point in time is like, no, I'm not gonna go against my brother. Right, because there's way more people on the board than characters we've met so far, which includes Logan's brother, Ewan, um, Sandy slash Stewie, which is Kendall's friend, have a seat on the board because of Kendall's fuck up of letting him on. Uh, Lawrence Yee is on the board because of another mistake Kendall made uh, buying him, his company, Valter, out. Um, so in a way, it looks like Kendall has been making a bunch of smart moves to pack the board with a bunch of his friends or cronies. But yeah, they, uh, yeah, the, I went to market at that, that episode has, uh, Logan just hitting Kendall's son. Yeah. You kind of feel bad for Logan up to this point with being like, he had a stroke and he is old and doesn't seem to be all there in the head. And then he uh, hits Kendall's son and you're like, oh, this guy, yeah, is is not fit to run a company nor to be trusted in, in a room with anyone. Well, he also like pisses in Kendall's office like three episodes previous. It's just a lot of his behavior. The show tricks you into thinking it might be because he's disgruntled and sick yeah. and old. Yeah, but you can tell by like how everyone talks about him that that's not the case, that he is like a monster. Yeah, exactly. he absolutely is. Yeah, because then like later in the episode, he's like, I don't even think I hit him. Like, did I really even make contact? <laughs> Which is a, a trick he uses constantly because he hits Roman later in the show. Next scene, he does the same thing. I don't did I even hit you? Really? Was there even contact? And Roman's like, no, I, I, I wasn't really even hit. Even it's though he just punches him really in the face. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Logan is a master manipulator and abuser. But yeah, then then there's this episode, which is what I describe as like the, the real jumping off point for the series. Uh, which side are you on? Episode the, six. Yeah, that's the one where Kendall finally launches the hostile takeover. But he like flies out to Long Island to try to get a really sick board member's vote which he, it turns out he, like, already had 
and then he can't get back into the city because of a terror threat or something. So then, oh, uh, it's just traffic. Oh, there is there is a ter- terror threat. Sorry, that's why you couldn't get on the chopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, um, they're trying to do the vote, but then Logan like doesn't leave the room. Right, which is illegal. Yeah, Frank. Frank tries to go ahead with the vote, and he's like, "All right, Logan, can you leave the room?" No, I'm not leaving the room. And then he just insults like a whole bunch of people. I can't yeah. believe you would even go behind my back for this. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh God." Yep. And then so Frank votes against him, and Logan just immediately fires him. And then they don't get the votes because Logan is able to bully some of the people into not voting against him, which is hilarious because they could have just removed him and all of his power. Yeah, so this is when the, like, schism happens between uh, Kendall and the rest of his family. So then right. Logan, Logan basically turns to Shiv and Roman and is like, you two are so loyal. Like, let's let's give you some more of that power because your your brother is, is an asshole. <clears throat> yeah. So then the next episode, they. They go to like Connor's ranch in the middle of New Mexico, and there's a number of funny bits and some really serious stuff in this one. Uh, I I didn't really like this episode for some reason. I don't know why. Well, it show it it really highlights Logan's ability to manipulate people constantly. Um, there's also the deeper stuff where like they talk about how he can't swim. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, they show that his back is just covered in horrible scars, um, because he was horrifyingly abused as a child yeah and so he chooses not to swim because he doesn't want people to see that he's just a scarred man yeah which i definitely did not really pick up on when i was watching this for some reason but Mm. but yeah there's like a they hire like a celebrity therapist basically to help them out and they get nowhere because shiv is like dad you're not participating you're just saying hollow things and he's like no i'm really fucking trying don't don't tell me that so they get nowhere and then the therapist like dives into the pool and immediately like breaks his nose and like his loses his front teeth (laughs) uh kendall doesn't show up at first but then goes to new mexico to just like do meth and then he shows up at the place because roman picks him up and he is just on meth in response to his dad spreading rumors that he had relapsed on drugs. So yeah. that's how much power his dad has, that he can just will into existence rumors, basically, with his media empire, which, yeah, cripples Kendall. And then Kendall, like, says something like, I don't even think you were abused as a kid. I think you're a liar. Yeah. Which makes that the end of the episode a little darker. Uh, yeah, these... I think these episodes after the like attempted coup come off as a little weird because they're not as plot heavy because the Austerlitz one is mostly just about some of the dysfunction of these people and how they respond in situations. And then uh, the Prague episode after that is just like a bachelor party 
Yeah, where they go through like some weird underground like tunnel <laughs> subway in Prague mm-hmm. to get to this crazy party place. Yeah. And Kendall meets Stewie and Sandy there and is like, why don't we take over the company? Yeah. That's the yeah. most important part of it. I mean, there's some, like, funny side stuff. Like, I forget the what Tom calls it, but Tom... Tom is, like, goaded into cheating on Shiv and then gets bullied for doing it. Mm-hmm. Connor is there and he's, like, old and doesn't know how to have fun and is weird. Kendall also does a crazy amount of cocaine and makes Greg do cocaine because Greg is only there to watch Kendall and make sure he doesn't die. And so Kendall's like, if you don't do this cocaine, I'll do it all and kill myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the next episode is Tom and Shiv's wedding. Or like the pre-wedding stuff. Mm-hmm. Shiv starts to work for the Gill guy, the Bernie Sanders stand-in, and she cheats on Tom with the chief staffer, Nate. Um, We get to meet the sibling's mom, who's also a crazy lady, uh, (laughs) Caroline. Uh, There's a really funny scene where the, the lady Tom cheated on Shiv with is now dating Roman. This is like a constant theme in the show that like a throwaway hookup for one of them becomes a partner for another. For some reason, that's just how how these idiots operate. Maybe maybe there's something deeper there. Yeah, maybe it's because the other person claws their way into the family or the other person is like, yeah, I'm going to do a power move and start dating the person that you were with. Either way, it's ridiculous yeah so somehow the stuff with the cruise lines is starting to leak out i don't know i think it might be because of greg i think greg might tell somebody who's not supposed to know um or jerry does one of them tells and basically it results in gill leveraging like gill is constantly being attacked in the news because uh his like wife committed suicide and so Logan just harasses him in the media by being like, he's a weak, tiny pee bitch, and he can't handle his wife's death. Which yeah. Is, which is accurate, but also just really cruel. Yeah. So he agrees not to, like, um, do stuff with the Cruises scandal if they'll stop saying that he's sad. Yeah, and Kendall behind the scenes is uh, trying to get Stewie and Sandy to take over Waystar. Yes. Um, which is but then going to happen the day of Shiv's wedding. Right. But they're basically bullying him. Yes. Like, this is a critical component of the show, is we're, because of the shaky cam, like, the way that the show is shot, we're constantly forced into the mindset of a lot of the characters that we're following. And so their desperation is something that not only like can I empathize with, but we start to believe in what they're believing in, even though it's delusional. Yeah. So, like, Kendall thinks he has the power and that he's willing this thing into existence, but it wasn't even his idea. It's, like, Stewie and Sandy's idea. So the siblings are usually being manipulated by an outside source 
or their father um, or both exactly um so yeah then they're just pawns that keep trying to convince themselves that they're bishops yeah and that they that they should eventually be given the 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 king the crown yeah they think every time you move upon it should promote um yeah so then they have the wedding Kendall tells Logan about the takeover and, like, gives him the papers. Um, Logan starts to, like, go crazy trying to fix the problem. Um, Everybody's pissed at Kendall for trying to ruin the wedding. Shiv tells Tom she cheated on him, and she's like, I want an open relationship, basically. And Tom's like, uh, okay. And then he kicks Nate out of the wedding. Oh, God. Yeah, this, this is a lot. Yeah, then Kendall, um, Kendall like directly Jones, after they're married, right? Right, uh, Kendall's jonesing for some drugs because of the stress of everyone hating him. Um, so he finds a waiter that Logan had fired earlier in the episode, and he's like, Let's go get some coke. So they drive away, and it's basically a, a Chappaquiddick scenario where they just drive off a bridge, and this waiter guy dies. And Kendall just walks away. He, like, tries to save him, and he's like, oh, he's dead, and just leaves. Um, And then the next morning, Logan is like, hey, um, buddy, how about you stop this takeover business because of that murder? And so then he just does. Kendall's like, okay, yep, you're right. Um, And, of course, nobody else knows. It's just... Logan and his like chief of security guy who hates Kendall after this because he's like good to go out like not only do you never have consequences like you're a sick murdering drug addict although I mean it he is it is mostly Kendall's fault because he was really high when he got behind the wheel but it was the waiter guy that spins the wheel to avoid the deer so it did did, did maybe not all his fault kendall is pretty broken up about this as well oh yeah it it destroys him not he doesn't just walk away and he's like yeah fuck that guy um yeah he's very unwell after this uh, obviously as one would assume you would be yes that's Um, season one in a nutshell Season okay. season one is pretty decent. Like you said, episode six is definitely where things um, start to get into what the show is like really about. And it's not just like people like talking and wearing expensive things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is essentially what it is up till that point in time. Just talking about deals and being like, well, this is my position, so you should listen to me or give me a better position. Which is what a lot of people who aren't in the corporate world probably assume the corporate world is, is like. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything more to say. I would would just rather get into season two. Oh, we also kind of skipped over the part where Roman is in charge of like a space launch. Because that's in the... Oh, yeah, that's at the wedding. The Yeah. 
he's in charge of a space space launch in is it Japan? Japan, I think, yeah. Yeah. And basically the rocket just explodes on uh takeoff. Nobody died though. Mm-hmm. Zero deaths. Maybe a couple lost arms is what he says. Yeah. Roman has some of the funniest and scariest lines because of how much mental gymnastics he is doing at all points in time. Just trying to cover up uh, his emotional damage constantly. Um, all right, yeah, we're, get, we're getting really bogged down here. Uh, well, that was going to happen. Like this is this is four seasons of TV, but there there's a lot that's happening at all points in time. Yeah. Well, it's it's the tough part is like that they just go back and forth, and so describing how things go back and forth sort of brushes over the larger moments of the show because like they have to give you a lot of the one-on-one character bits where they talk about something in the past to recontextualize something that you've seen earlier in the show or things to come later that wouldn't make any sense if you didn't know that yeah and then there's lots of names of big companies and other people that keep getting added to the show and you're like wait what are we what what shares are we talking about which company who's who's making what moves i don't understand who's in charge yeah yeah, so the main antagonist, I guess, for lack of a better word, in season one is, like, Stewie and Sandy. Mm-hmm. If you view the protagonists as just being the Logans. Yeah. Um, season two introduces uh, PGM about halfway through, which is Pierce Global Media or something like that. Just another big yeah. media company, but instead of them being um, Fox News, they're like... And NBC or something like they're supposed to be more liberal. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the second half of the season. Um, the first half of the se- the first episode deals with a lot of the fallout from the end of the first season. Um, yeah, Kendall is basically like uh, he just acts like an abused puppy, like for the almost all of this uh, season. Probably at least the first half. Yes. There is a great line in the show at some point. I think it was in one of those wedding episodes where Caroline says that they could never have dogs in the home because she didn't want Logan to kick it because Logan would probably kick the dog just to see that it would come back to him. Jesus, I don't remember that. Yeah. Which is a very important thing for how all three of the children behave. That, yeah. like, that's the cycle that they're in. It's basically that Logan is mean. They get hurt. They want to go away. They slink around like a kicked dog. And then Logan is like, oh, come here. Yes, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Didn't Kendall also put Roman in a cage as a kid? And yeah. And made him eat in the, dog food or something? Yeah, the Bachelor Party episode. Uh, they would put him in a, not dog food, it was cake. They would lock him in a cage and make him eat cake. And Kendall's like, no, that was just good fun. And Roman was like, it it wasn't. It was not fun. And Connor yeah. was like, oh, that shit was hilarious. That was my favorite thing in the world. 
And then they send him, like, he that resulted in him getting sent to, like, military school with Connor's logic being, like, yeah, Dad always said you send the weak one away. You have to send the weak one away. Yeah. Like, where you get the idea that Connor has always just been bought in. Like, Connor is the least involved. Like, he's not involved in any of this stuff because he's both too stupid and too estranged. Yes. Um his relationship to Logan is basically Logan gives him money so that he doesn't bother him. Uh, yeah. So the second season opens with Logan sending Kendall away to try to basically come to a compromise with Sandy and Stewie. And they're like, nah. We're not going to do that. Um, I'm, I'm skipping over the stuff in the Hamptons because. Yeah, I would just skip over the whole first episode. Yeah, it, it's like barely even place setting. The second episode is where a lot more happens. Um, Tom gets promoted to the head of ATN, which is like literally just Fox News or just Breitbart, like even yeah. worse. It's it's pretty Breitbarty. Um, especially Tom, especially after him like questioning the the neo Nazi guy. Yeah, that's in a few episodes. <laughs> um, Tom brings Greg with him, and Greg's apprehensive because he's like, I don't know if I want to work for the Nazi news, and Greg's like, Shut up, or Tom is like, Come on, just let's do it. It'll be fine. Um. Then, like, Logan is trying to find ways not to get bought out, and so he has Kendall destroy Valter, the company he acquired in the pilot episode, um, because it helps consolidate Logan's position. Um, Shiv thinks she's going to be made the CEO because Logan keeps telling her that, which causes friction with Tom, who wants to be the CEO. Um... Yeah, and Tom keeps checking with her, like, hey, so how's that going? You're yeah. you're you're gonna be the CEO? Yeah, and Shiv's like, Don't worry, if I'm CEO, you'll be fine. Everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah. Um episode three called Hunting, aka the boar on the floor episode. <laughs> uh yeah, this is where PGM is brought up, where Logan wants to buy PGM basically so that um they they would be so big that they can't get hostily taken over. Um, he officially hires Frank back because Frank knows the like somebody on the board of PGM. So Frank is now back in it. Uh, the whole family goes on a hunting retreat, and it's discovered that somebody like leaked information about the um, PGM thing to a reporter, and so they play this insane game called Bore on the Floor. Where Logan, like, makes them go around on the floor like pigs and eat sausages uh, and yells at them until uh, one of them admits who told. Um, and I think Greg cops to doing it, but then Logan just finds out that a guy who died did it. Mo Lester, specifically, a man named Mo Lester. They did uh, not which call will, him, yeah. They, Uncle they, Mo. They, 
they called him that, but his real name was not that. Yeah. I wonder why they called him that. Well, he's part of the Cruises business. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan officially brings Shiv, like, into the fold. Um, episode four is the one where the, like, Tom is, like, questioning, like, one of the head anchors, which is Mark Ravenhead. Because he's, like, very obviously a Nazi. Like, there's even that scene where he's like, hey, so, um, are you, like, a Nazi? And the guy's like, no. (laughs) He he then asks him a different way. I forget the phrasing of it, but it's, like, even funnier. (laughs) Yeah. And then before he can answer, there's just a gunshot that goes off in the office, so everybody panics. And at the same time that the uh, that's happening, um, the CEO of PGM shows up to have a secret meeting with Logan and Kendall. Yeah. Um, and the the PGM people operate their business very differently than the Roys do. They they're like really coy and they dance around ideas. They're not like they make their offers and. Um, acceptance of offers very abstract, whereas Logan is like the the bull and like he just charges in and says exactly what he wants, and then we'll just like bully you until he gets it. So the uh, just to just to go back to the Ravenhead guy, Mark, uh, Tom asks him about being a Nazi, and he's like, uh yeah. So how many copies of Mein Kampf do you have, or like something like that?" And the guy like reveals through his answer that he read it like several times, and Tom's mm-hmm. like. Wait, so what did you what did you miss on that first read through that you had to go back for more? <laughs> like something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So then yeah, that they they don't they don't get a consensus with the PGM lady. Um No. Greg blackmails Tom with the cruise documents that he saved from like the second episode of the show and tom is impressed yeah tom's like well the way greg asks him is like really strange he's like would you can i is it pop would can i would now be a good time to tell you i have these documents (laughs) and tom tom's like are you asking if you can blackmail me you sly dog yeah yeah tom and greg have by far the funniest relationship um this is also an episode where Tom throws water bottles at Greg viciously. Mm-hmm. Um, in in a room. Bottle. Yeah, which is not a safe room. Uh, yeah, then there's Lester McClintock, a.k.a. Mo Lester's funeral, where Connor is planning to give a eulogy, um, but his fiance rewrites it to be completely like apolitical and atonal. Because there's some journalist there who wants to, like, get him. It's probably the worst speech that I've ever heard in a TV show. Because it just has no meaning. It's just, it's just, he was a man. He did things like a man would do. And now he is not a man. He is dead. It is a shame he is dead, for we all will all be dead. And Connor doesn't care or doesn't realize... That he is delivering nonsense. He has no idea. Connor, I should also note, is like 
perhaps the most evil of all of them. Um, I mean, we'll get into the fact that he runs for president uh, later. But, like, his fiance Willa, uh, who he marries later in the show, is, like, a prostitute or an ex-prostitute that he basically just buys. Mm-hmm. And then she's just, like, his captive. And she keeps, like, talking herself out of being with him, and then he just throws more money at her, and then she's like, oh, well, maybe I can, like, make a play that I always wanted to make. She's like, ah, fine, I'll just be with this guy. Right, just giving up. Uh, This episode also begins the the hilarious uh, sexual hang-ups that that Roman has and then how he like starts freaking out when Jerry is like scolding him over the phone well yeah they they there are bits earlier where he's like unable to have sex with uh the lady from the first season Tabitha yeah Tabitha the lady who um slept with Tom. Tom yeah but yeah, he it's because nothing seems to arouse Roman, but then he gets scolded by Jerry, which that it turns out is his favorite thing is just being uh, talked down to by a, a motherly figure. Mm, I wonder where that comes from. I mean, uh, eventually he just openly says, like, I want to fuck mom. Like, yeah, yeah, he does make many jokes about impregnating Shiv as well. <laughs> funny because in the news today there's a whole, whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of stories that was just so much like leather squeak just yeah i gotta i gotta figure out something with this chair because it's pretty squeaky um there's a bunch of news stories today about how trump like i don't know why they keep going after trump this way but there were news stories of like Trump just constantly going up to people in the White House and being like, I want to fuck Ivanka so bad. Oh, <laughs> God. Felt relevant here. Jesus. Um, just, I mean, just Trump saying crazy shit like that. Like, you'd go up and be like, aren't her boobs nice? Oh, my God. To the point where, like, one of his other, like, chiefs of staff was like, dude, that's, you can't, that's your daughter. You can't say that shit. And Trump probably just walked away, like low energy, and just walked away. <laughs> just like turning to to another one of his people and being like, "This guy doesn't get it, does he? Just nice boobs. I don't understand. I don't get. I don't, he doesn't get it." Yeah, Trump is a lot like Logan, um, but probably slightly less successful. Um, yeah, like ironic, Trump, but. Trump definitely influenced uh, a good bit, a good deal of the show. Like, not only just him, but his influence. Um, uh, what's what's going on next? We're on Turnhaven. Yeah. So this, this is five. with Nan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Pierces. Yeah. So the Pierces and the uh, Roys get together at the Pierce estate to see if it's like a good cultural fit. It is obviously not. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like a big dinner that doesn't go well because Logan refuses to say who his successor will be. Oh, right. It's this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then basically through all the chaos, Nan um, agrees to sell the company, but only if Shiv will be the CEO. Um, and Logan is like, fuck off. And it just kind of blows it up. Um, I'm just going to get some water. You can keep talking. Gotcha. I go into the next one. Our justice. Yeah. I also could use some, some water. I'm fresh. I drank. This was full of coffee. It's time to pause. We'll be right back.